Since it's um, a rapper, you know, you start, you start off all the rapper ones, so. You said I start on the rapper ones? Yeah. Uh, Max, how did you get when you get a rapper in the studio? Uh, how you feel about getting, uh, being called a rapper? Does okay. it offend you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This nigga main offensive, man. You know what I'm saying? You do? Oh. <laughs> oh he raw, no cut, no. I know that part. Yeah, man. He offensive, man. He said, yeah, you know, we doing another rapper. No, I got mad respect for um, the art dealer, though, so. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that later though. Okay. Yeah, man, another episode of Main and Slim, and we back doing interviews. Uh, it was best to start out with the art dealer, man. I told Main, I said, dog, you know who the first person we need to have on here? We need to have an art dealer, bro, because I want to have somebody on the show that I actually want to talk to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm, the, I'm the disrespectful one, right? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just telling the truth, bro. You know, you don't be in the mood to talk to everybody, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. every time I have a conversation with him, I learn something. You know nah, what I'm saying? Real, real. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear about the type of conversation we have, especially like Augusta history and Augusta culture. I really feel like we need to have that conversation on the mic so people can hear about that type of stuff. That's what's up. I, I definitely feel like, uh, and I, he's, he's, he's done other interviews and, and things like that, mm-hmm. and he spoke about you know, history and just his up, you know, his upbringing, his past and stuff like that. Um, but I think that um, we can kind of tackle it differently and get um, a different version out of him. So yeah. I'm ready whenever y'all ready, you know? Yeah. So... First thing first, let's start with uh, the name, the art dealer. How did you get that name, and where did it come from? What does it mean? And that's a, that's a slim question. That's, oh, that's what it, okay. We're gonna make sure we separate the two <laughs> questions. <laughs> now, um, so I was recording. Well, shout out to Bizzle. I record with Bizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, for a moment there, they had a studio in North Augusta, IND Studios, mm-hmm. and that was where the birth of, I guess, Operation Kush, which Pimpzilla. Blue Marley, Shad, a lot of that that whole era came from that. So, you know, we'll be in the studio recording, and Pimp, he kind of get on his rant, so you know what I'm saying, just about life or whatever. And, you know, he was like, yeah, man, you know, like, we be selling these clubs, and you like an art dealer with, with everything you do and, and the music and the events. And I was like, I never thought about it, but I just took the name and ran with it from there because it, it, it made sense from everything that I was involved in and that, you know, it just I kind of went with it from there. Uh, what all were you doing um, at that time? You were just rapping. So at that time, I was doing music, uh, free uh, freelance graphic design work, events. Um, you know, the Mahogany Lounge uh, had some comedy nights. Uh, you know, doing events with live bands, stuff like that. So yeah. Can you explain uh, for the people what Mahogany Lounge is? So Mahogany Lounge is a spoken word poetry event, but it's in few. It started as that. But it's infused with live music, and then we've tapped into comedy, and uh, we feature some hip hop. You know, what I mean, it's just a whole vibe that we kind of create. But it's rooted in it's rooted in spoken word poetry. Yeah. Um, let me ask you though: Are you from Augusta? You from? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about like you coming up. Like, how was it versus now? Um, uh, I mean, it's it's. I think it's like the rest of the world. You know, technology changes the. The scope of stuff, you know what I'm saying? How things are different now, um, but you know, it was it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, what I mean, a lot of things that we thought were struggles back then really, really was a good thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just interacting with people, the way you do events, the way you go places. Now everything is so desensitized, right? Um, so now nah, it was it was dope. You know what I mean? I'm born and raised here. I went to Willis Road, Murphy Middle. 
Joe's high. You know what I'm saying? That's a perfect. That's a perfect answer. You see that? Like, I, see, I asked him one question. He gave me everything I need. That's what I like. Man. Oh. <laughs> Damn, sometimes you gotta, you gotta. Well, what, what, what you in school? Like, what? You gotta ask all these questions. Oh, people don't. Oh, they don't want to speak about that. Oh, okay, they just okay. can't articulate. So, it's, got you, it's, got it's, you, it's, got it's, you. It felt good to hear that. Okay, but um, I want to throw one thing in before we actually um go go deeper into it though. Um, we were talk about like growth and. And I asked you that question because I will ask more because uh, even from the first time I, I heard of you or saw you, um, you were still, I feel like you were still at that mature stage in your life anyway. Mm -hmm. So how maybe me and Slim might be, you know, younger so mm -hmm. people could see our growth, right? Mm -hmm. And I use you as an example because the first thing when I started podcasting, the first time I ever got invited to a kind of event or something like that made me feel like, oh, I must, I must be must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but it was a... Can't think of her name right now. I want. I, I know. I know her name, and I, I want to say it to you, but I don't want to tell you the story because you be wilding. <laughs> the girl, the girl, the lady who played my my my, my baby mama on the main show. Uh -huh. Anyway, yeah. So you know what story I'm gonna say, but I don't want to say that story. But <laughs> yeah, um, her. Yeah. She had a show. She had a show at the time, and it was popping. Had a Facebook live show, mm -hmm. and she invited me and you there. It was oh. a while back, and that was my first time ever doing anything like. Kenyatta. Ken, yes, it was, yeah. And I, I was nobody. I still am, but you know, I was nobody for oh, that. Oh man, could you know what I'm saying? But like to see like like that you probably one person that saw me like not being nobody, like and then now, you know what I'm saying, how mm -hmm. I am now. So it was funny when he said I do all that. I was like, you know, I ain't I haven't I haven't really I only haven't seen you since that day. Mm, yeah. I've seen you in passing, like after being in the room now. Nah, just mm -hmm. that one time, it's the second time now. Yeah. Okay. We, we spoke plenty of times though. Yeah, so. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I told you, I just felt like he had, you know, a lot of knowledge to teach the people that people need to hear about. Like, especially uh, you were telling me about pressing CDs and how it's different now with music. And I don't think a lot of people, like, understand <laughs> the on, difference. Sorry. What? <laughs> sorry. I mean, guys, can I ask another question real quick? Go um, ahead. All right, it's, it's a music question. We're going to get to that, I promise you. But uh -huh. it's a music question. Um, Camille, me and, um, me and Jace... Juanito, Jace, we had did the um the, the timeline joint, right? So I woke up and I had them comments and it was from Dory, <laughs> which I appreciated because like he he watched it, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I, nothing about say it was gonna flush me, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember him commenting like three, four times, and I was like, yeah, I was wild. Like he was like, hey, no, 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 this is on this album. No, that that is on this one. Like it was like he was, he was picking my stuff before. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, damn, what I didn't what I did to the art there? Like what, what, what's going on? But I appreciate it because like. I always and like you say about comments, like you, you, you talk about the comments and saying how people be saying wild mm -hmm. stuff. Like it's nothing you can say that's gonna flush me because like the fact that somebody took the time to watch the content is all mm -hmm. I really care about. Them yeah. correcting me is not a problem. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And also like I, I I already know like musically his knowledge is deeper than mine. What you know? uh post did you have where uh he said he was disagreeing with you and y'all was going back and forth? Which post Him? was that? Yeah, he was. I think you were trying to say what was the illmatic of the South. Yeah, it, it was the same one. The same one. I'm yeah. About. Yeah. Oh, so I, it was yeah. a video from the top from the show I'm doing now. The timeline we're, we're on. Oh no 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 no! I remember now. It was something different. It, I think it was a, a a post that you had made, and you basically was saying something about that artists should be doing, and oh, you commented on quick. it. Oh yeah, real that's quick, something different. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. I, I was gonna see you, you guessing me. I was gonna say it to later. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to give him, I'm trying to give him more flowers though. Like you know what I'm saying? But before also, you get into he, that, he also birthed. That not he did, but you know, like his that conversation we had when I do the thinking out loud, mm -hmm. it was started from that because he was like, Yo, what you should do is oh, yeah, do yeah, something where was. you tell the artist, da, da da da, and that started that. The first one I did was from that from that conversation we had, mm. so yeah, shout out to him. 
Didn't know that. Didn't know that. I was I, actual. I was trying to do a build up. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You know. Oh, okay. He jumped from the gun. That's my guy, man. He know he the homie, man. <laughs> I forgot. I had just remember what was the actual statement though. Which one? The uh, statement that uh, started. it. I think I said something along the lines of um, artists um, pretty much not marketing themselves correct way or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he commented. It was never disagreed because we can't really disagree on something like that because he he marketed his the right way. It just didn't. It wasn't like solely for him, but I can see how an artist would say, "Oh, well, you know, say this, say that, and third. But me not having that artist mindset, I'm not thinking like an artist. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking as a person who like music. So if I see somebody like we talked about a minute ago, old boy who came on and mm-hmm. we had a fire episode, but then he ain't dropped for a whole another month and a half. Yeah. It's like, what was the whole point of you coming on and giving us that fire content when you weren't going to drop it around this build that we doing for you? That's so, all I mean by that. So, so oh, go ahead. but I'm going to tell you, see, you may look at yourself as, well, I'm just me. I ain't nobody. I look at you as a voice in the community. Right, right. So, therefore, when you say something versus somebody who just trolling, it's different. You know what I mean? If I felt like you were just trying to be funny, okay, keep scrolling. But if I felt like somebody would pay attention to what he's saying, that's why I brought it like that. That's why I said that because mm-hmm. I think that's something that you could do with your platform. You know what I mean? So, sometimes it's just a matter of... Uh, just giving people a different perspective of it. And I can respect that because, like, I would say everybody got a different perspective. So, like, my perspective of it was just mine. Yours is yours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I might not be seeing it that way, but I might need to be told that to see it that way. Mm-hmm. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it all go full circle. Like, everybody, nobody was wrong or right. We just was on two different yeah. plateaus that day, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nah, I definitely agree. Um, and I don't mind. You, you tell artists all, and not just rappers, any artists. Like, anybody call mm-hmm. me out and tell me, hey, do this, do that, and third. It just gets frustrating when you tell them. Yeah. And I hate to say they don't listen like they don't have to listen to me though. You know what I'm saying? But when they don't, it's like damn. I that's mean, why it didn't work out, that's bro. the whole. <clears throat> excuse me, that's the whole ego thing though. Yeah, true, true. Artists have some crazy, disgusting egos. I found that sometimes when, when especially for me, if I tell an artist that a way they should do it, I think sometimes they'll go out the way to not do it that way. And I understand <laughs> it. I understand because your creative side is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I yeah. want you getting credit for this, but I don't want the credit. I want you to succeed. But now, that's the problem though. That's a that's a big problem mm-hmm. because what happens now now you're not teachable. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and that's what's wrong with a lot of stuff between before and now. When you go through a struggle, it teaches you things. It it gives you character, perseverance. You know what I mean? All those different things. So you're open to learn because you just you know you don't know. Every, I don't know everything. So you can y'all go tell me something. I'd be like, wow, I did not know that, and I'm gonna yeah. take it and run with it. But if you if you're in a position to where people can't tell you anything, man, you're in the dangerous position. You probably won't succeed in life. Um, That's a fire clip right there, by the way. It is. Uh, how do you think an <laughs> artist should go out. about uh, marketing and promoting himself, though? Um, I honestly just think it's it's who they are. Figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Figure out the people that like what you like. Figure out the people that like what you bring to the table, and that's gonna tell you everything. Um. Like for myself, I've I've learned that, you know what I mean, a lot of the following, like I go through my insights and stuff, and I have a, a, a stronger following with females or whatever from the events and everything, which makes sense. So therefore, the new stuff I'm finna start doing now, which is coming, is gonna be tailored for that. It's gonna be tailored for those same conversations that we have. So that's really how you market yourself. Figure out who you are, figure out who like what you got going, and then think about what they're into. Think about what makes them what excites them, what inspires them, what educates them, all of that. 
You know what I'm saying? So, have you ever thought about being a manager and managing any artist? Listen, man, I done tried that, and I ain't gonna lie, I done had some real rough nightmares. And the only reason being is because, honestly, part of it is sometimes people don't, they don't listen. You can sit down like I ain't never asked nobody for no money, nothing. I just, if I see an artist and I like what you got going, I just want to try to help you. You ain't gotta pay me a dime. Cause if you work and it blow, I'm gonna get paid. You know what I'm saying? Because people going to, if you do something really well and you do it for somebody else, oh, they're going to come knocking. They're going to be looking for you. Right, right. So, um, for me, it's just a situation where I realize that people don't, they don't want to listen. They ain't teachable. I want an artist. I want somebody to work with. I want yeah. somebody that, you know what I mean, we can, we can tag team, but they don't listen, bro. They don't. And it's just like one of those things was like, okay, so do you exhaust your time there or do you say well I know what I can do with this let me do this so that's just where I'm at with it you um you still in a group or you just solo now no I'm just I mean I've always been solo I've done group projects you know what I'm saying between like the art district and me find me and stuff like that but me find me yeah yeah Fire yeah. Ice, when I had Fire Ice would call me he always played a lot of our music all the time okay okay like cool, he cool. always for a clean version he'll play it so yeah no yeah yeah call the shout out to cause he definitely support a lot mm-hmm. but no I've always been solo it's just a matter of just you know I'll link with somebody and we'll make something happen you know what I'm saying but and, and like the music video right so a couple years ago, like, I don't know if it was just one or two, I don't know, but, like, a lot of the videos I've seen of you, it's like, you always have bring, like, a cinematic feel to it, mm-hmm. to where it's, like, almost, it like a movie mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Is that on purpose? Is that something you do, mm-hmm. like, like, a signature thing to do, or? It's just, I try to figure out what the song is and try to put a message into it. Um, you know, I write my own treatments, you know what I mean? Shout out to the homie Cinematic B, you know, naturally his name. But really, when I call him, I got an idea for a video, I send him the treatment, I get the talent. Locations, whole now he come and shoot. We discuss what I see visually, and he put it together. Mm. Yep. So, but I I know when you have a story versus me just standing around with <laughs> women, money, and people, you know, people tap into that a little bit more. Give me some. Give me some uh, artists that, that influence you. Now or before? Both. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do now first. Toby Wigway. Of course, yeah, he's fire. He can, he can spit, too. He's fine. Nah, it's not even that. It's not even that. I went to his concert uh, a couple weeks ago. He creates a community, which a lot of artists do. And a lot of artists don't know that is the move now. The idea of, let me go get a record deal, do this, do that, do that. No. That's what you need to be doing. From visually to the way it looks, to the way it sounds, who he talking to, who he connecting to. The show, the art, the cover art, whole, everything matches. And everybody that was in that building, they was, it wasn't like a, oh, okay, the energy was crazy. So he's feeding people. He knows exactly who his audience is, and he's giving them exactly what they want. And it's, it's one of those things where you'll be able to tour and, and live for the rest of your life making money like that versus being you know hot for this moment and then go somewhere else. Because the other thing that was crazy was he performed – this was a tour for the album that he released the end of last year. But people wanted the old stuff he was putting out. Mm. He was like, people was he was asking people in the crowd, what y'all want to hear? And they was naming all the old records like Juice and Jockin'. And he was like, I'm doing the wrong music. I'm doing the new stuff. Y'all want the old stuff. But it's because he's created, that's what it is. And that's, that's really the move at this point for you as an artist. That's what you... 
What about um before? Outcast. Outcast. So I may ask you that question then, um, if you don't mind, Slim asked like, what would you, what would you consider, if, if you even have answered that question, the Illmatic of the South, and why? I would say Scarface. I would have to say probably Diary, part of the Diary album. And the reason being is because musically, sonically, lyrically, it's it's on that level. Um, when it came out, it was totally different. It came out during the era where Miami bass was prominent. You didn't have a real sound for the South at that time. Same way the Illmatic did. You did have New York, but the way that one sounded. It changed the sound. Yeah, it changed the whole thing. So, um, excuse me. So, I would say Scarface. I can see that. I've actually, since then, I watched a few interviews and people um, mentioned Scarface a lot in that album, mm-hmm. saying that it's a, lot of, it's a lot of things he did that people started to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. I forgot. It was like he, him, even him holding a word, how he rapped a little mm-hmm. bit, it changed and people started doing that. Yep. Even even Hov, like all of them started to do mm-hmm. that afterwards. And I know that Hov got a big respect for Scarface because of the songs they go on. So mm-hmm. um, I can see that. That's dope. Uh, I, I ain't trying to hog all the question. I promise. Oh, no, you're good, bro. But because um, you mentioned having a community and I know. It's a hot topic, so it's a good thing to talk about. What's your thoughts on Travis Scott and that whole debacle? Because he had a community, right? That's 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 telling speaking that's a community, right? He had a world. Yeah, no, he definitely has a world. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, fifty thousand people at one show—that is a world. Yeah, that is a small country. Um, to be honest with you, doing events, I know how easy it is for things to go left. You can plan all day long. You can, you know what I mean? And then sometimes you can mismanage. You can not plan appropriately and something can't happen. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if people ever saw other festivals or other saw like maybe rock shows or understand how people respond to certain stuff. But um, the thing about it is, like, the way that people were behaving at that venue, it was like, bro, that's, it's, it's bound to be a problem. Like, they rushed the gate. Like they were running people over to get inside. That was before the show even started. That's why. Is he a rapper? I don't even know what Travis Scott is. He's a rapper. I mean, he started as a producer. He's an artist. Yeah, he's an artist. He started as a producer. Um, oh, no, he he wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just that, like, an ad lib. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what else. Um, Kanye said he dropped the style though. No, he didn't. Nah, nah. nah. Travis, I never heard. I never heard anybody like Travis. That's Scott. another interesting conversation me and him had about Kanye West. What? Um. I basically was saying he tricked the hell out of people, and he always tricking people and manipulate them. And he was agreeing with that, saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people don't see it that way. Like the Drink Champs interview came out; it was a real good interview. Not everybody back on them. Mm. Tomorrow he can come I out and say and say Trump loves black people, and everybody will hate him again tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. seen the video with Jay Prince? Uh yeah, that video that was, was awkward. Wild. That was yeah, awkward. I'm not gonna lie, that's not being talked about enough. For me. I was funny. Yeah. That was funny to me. I think he so too. I place. thought it was a parody video. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I thought it was a parody like video. He was high. Or, uh, like, like they knocked. Like they beat him up already and say, hey, just we'll stop. Just well, video. And why was Jay Prince standing there like that? <laughs> it was, yo, it was a lot of questions. Man, you ever, been, you ever went to school and your mom had to bring you back and apologize and your parents standing right there while you apologize in front of him? That's what that looked like. He reading off the phone. Say it like I say it like I wrote it. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean, but luckily uh, my mom was always on my side. She's on your side. Oh yeah. 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 I had to. Uh, you didn't have classmates where they been cutting yeah. up and they bring them in. But I definitely had the mom uh, that y'all used to be talking about. Like man, his crazy ass mama always coming up here on his side no matter yeah. what he do. Yeah. I yeah. had that mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
A lot of people don't know Drake was discovered by Jay Prince's son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's some ties there behind that. And I think Jay Prince said, this is the opportunity for me to make a move where the goal is supposed to be some type of benefit for Larry Hoover, which makes sense. Because Larry Hoover's been on Scarface albums, Ghetto mm-hmm. Boy album for years or whatever. And it's a power move. But he's, the way that Kanye uses other people, he's using Kanye. That's why I laugh at it and it smirks and it's so funny to me because you're right. People are not talking about it like that. But it's like, that is very, how you, a week ago, you diss, you've been dissing, you know, Drake for the longest. Now all of a sudden, a, a week later. A two hour interview. Yeah. It's another hour and a half about to come out. No, yeah. Let me tell you, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, finish your time. But no, I was going to say, but now here it is, you like, we need to work together. Like, you ain't, you ain't even, you reading off of the phone, like, you ain't even looking at the camera, like. No emotion at all. Like, somebody standing behind that camera, like, we're going to knock you out. Like, but <laughs> Jay Prince has that kind of power. Most yeah. people don't know that. That's what I heard. He had a federal indictment years ago. Um, Found out the agents were crooked on top of the fact he had Maxine Waters step in and throw the whole thing out. That's power. Yeah. That's real power. But most people don't know that. You mentioned the um, Kanye interview. I thought it was kind of wild. I, I, I was watching YouTube. You know, I just go to the next video sometime, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess part two came up. Mm-hmm. Some part two, right? And I feel so bad for the uh, Larry Hoover's son because he got to follow that interview up with what he trying to do and you could tell like they want entertainment they, they don't care about his dad like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like oh we don't care about that entertainment mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's, it's yeah. awkward he, every time hey, he's like but yeah so we got this case and they like we don't want to hear that man like he been talking for two hours entertaining us your dad is done like that's it you know that's, that's the vibe I was getting from it mm-hmm. so I feel bad for him because like he probably came in thinking like okay I'm gonna get a good look mm-hmm. but they got to the BS first and then mm-hmm. now you know how that it's hard to start off with BS and yeah. get serious after a while yeah. nobody gonna watch that second interview yeah. no more. Like, it's, it's over like yeah. I feel bad for him a little bit yeah. Yeah. but I like, didn't go back to kind oh of it came out already yeah it's out oh I know it's out already yeah yeah if I ain't see it I mean it's an hour like 28 minutes on that I ain't watch it I watched like the first 15, but the first 15 minutes, tell me everything I need to know because Kanye trying to over-talk him. He, don't, he could tell he didn't even know all the ins and outs of the stuff he wanted to talk about. So it was just, it was just, it was just bad. Yeah. He already smoked weed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you already done did all this stuff. It's like, you, you should have started off with this. Yeah. And then let us into the, And then they did the, the uh, entertaining so That what you said. You said mismanaged. That was, it, 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 they mismanaged that interview. Yeah. yeah. Kanye, not... No, no, he did their job. They got, they, they, they got their numbers. Their numbers good. So mm-hmm. they good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If that's what they came there for, though, they really dropped the ball. Yeah, nah, the ball been Kanye. That's, he dropped the ball all the time, man. So, um, but I guess how how you feel about uh, just art in, in in the city? When I say art, I'm talking about anything, whether it's jazz, hip hop, R and B, um, art, whether it's shows, um, events being put on. How do you feel about? And I know it's COVID going on, so I know it's, it's going to be some kind of limitation to a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. how do you feel about the um, support of the events that are getting put on? Because you throw an event, you you throw events, you throw events too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's you. That is you, right? What? Fishing grits? Uh, no, it's not you. Simon and Grits. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's me and Sleep. That's Sleep. Sleep. Okay. Sleep. 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 Me, okay. me and him work together, but that's okay. his concept. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know in years prior, I've seen where it's been packed out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Every year, so lot. So. The funny thing is the first one he did was at La Chat, uh, North Downtown. He oversold the building. And that's how I got involved because when I got there, you had, it only seat about 100 people, but you probably had close to about 
definitely about 175. So we had to kind of like make sure put pillows on the floor and benches yeah. and stuff. And I was just there trying to help because a lot of the women were like really upset because they bought tickets ahead of time and didn't have nowhere to sit. So um, I just kind of stepped in, just try to help out or whatever. And then from there, that next year we we linked and it's just been on since then. How do you oversell a building though? That was kind of like in the early days of Eventbrite. Like the way you see Eventbrite now where everything is kind of like fine tuned. Mm-hmm you can easily overlook some stuff. So you can easily know, like, if you just set up an event, right, like, before you can even, like, now, before you can even go live, you have to meet that checklist. Before, it wasn't like that. You can easily just say, okay, tickets on sale, and you not realize, oh, shit, I don't, you know, I don't sold too many tickets because it's a little different, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it was because he did that, and then he did ticket locations as well, too. But I don't think he expected he didn't anticipate that. He thought it was going to be something small. He didn't ex- anticipate it being what it turned out to be. But oh, Yeah, that definitely makes sense because I remember when I first started selling merch, I had 30 T-shirts, mm-hmm. but I took like 50 pre-orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with uh, with Eventbrite, you can easily do that. Now it's, it's easier now, you know what I mean? It, they make you check off everything from your taxes and all that before they go live. But what yeah. even got you into um event planning? It just happened. Um, yeah. I mean, I I've always for whatever reason I've always wanted to get into it. You know what I'm saying? And in between doing graphics, certain clients reached out. I'm like, man, let's do your birthday party. And I was like, okay. Went well, and then we started doing you no know, more parties, and then. We uh we were starting out at Social Sounds, and then from there, we just started doing the portrait nights. Then we started doing like an R and B night, all of that, and it just it just spiraled from there. Oh, that's you, yeah, man. You start in trouble, man. What's the, you throw the prom, don't you? Yeah, I throw the prom. What do yeah, you mean I'm starting trouble? Kind of go, I'm going to prom with you, like, oh, Trey, what you got going on? Oh man, what's wrong, man? You don't want to take nobody to the prom, bro. I don't mind taking somebody to the problem. That, that ain't the problem. <laughs> oh, what's, what's the problem, problem then, man? What's the problem? <laughs> nah, but how, how, how you came with that? How you came with that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got all that question. Yeah, he got all that question real quick. How you came over that? How you came over that? What's the concept you of You said, I'm starting problems. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm starting problems. <laughs> Look, he's still getting off. <laughs> yeah, he's still getting off. Yeah, yeah how crazy. you started the problem. <laughs> that's wild. Um, yeah. what, what what's up with that? Like, what you... Nah, it just... It just <laughs> 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 no, I just an idea. I know that people. I know people like to get dressed up and have a good time. So I just wanted to kind of create something that I think people would connect with. And it was supposed to be done years ago with some other guys and stuff like that. But over time, it kept getting delayed. And then one day, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna do it this year." And if I, everybody who said they want to do it, I put it out to them. They said they want to be involved. Cool. Other than that, I just kept it but pushing. How many you and through through by now? Oh, uh, this would be the fifth one. Okay. This okay. be the fifth one. Yeah. And when when when's the next one? When when, when it start? Like what, what year? Month? What day? What year? I was uh, February nineteenth, uh, okay. two thousand twenty two. All right, that's what's up, man. Fifth. Yeah. Mm. I think it's dope because uh, then you got a lot of people too. Also, like on a, on a serious tip, that uh, didn't go to their regular prom. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Or wasn't who they you know they they, ain't, they wasn't who they they weren't they self yet. You know, they yeah. About they shell. Yeah. Now they want to go looking good. We had a saying? real. The last one we did had a really dope. The the, the couple that won prom king and queen, ironically. Oh, you they, gonna win? Yeah. What? 
Oh, oh he, he really want to go now. Nice. Yeah. But that's nah, too much profile. But no, nah, <laughs> but you still we, we still have best dressed bachelor and bachelorette. So if you come solo or whatever, because I tell people all the time, it's plenty of women. I don't know why. For the life of me, all the events like from mahogany lounge, it be tons of women, and I'm trying to figure out where these dudes be going to meet these meet chicks. Cause they all there, and it's all different Good types women of women too, librarians. Yes, like, uh, but no, all different. Like, you might get some street chicks, you might get some, you know what I mean? Any type of vibe because they all love art, so it's gonna be like, cool. Harats, you get some of them coming in too. Slim might come now because he tell you like harats, yeah. bro. Them, I'm so. telling you, listen, ratchets. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm some sorry. listen, ratchets. some of them coming there. Like when we special when I was doing the trapping paints. Mm-hmm. You'd have a ball. Oh yeah, that's my type of event. Cause they're coming there. Cause they, it's all the people who used to party real hard who don't want to party, who don't want to club no more. So they come in there, but they drink, party, turn up, have a good time, and go home. But by the time that liquor get into them, man, they be ready. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a celebration. But um, so but but they eventually turned out well. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, with the prom, like I said, I just I knew. Something for people to kind of get dressed up like a black child fair, and I mean it, it jumped off and it's been going good every year. We'll make you do it once a year. I feel like you could do it twice. Nah, you don't think so? Because because the, the okay, so the mental the the mental space of Augusta here, for whatever reason, events I'm not gonna say frowned upon, but it's almost like when they get to a certain space, they feel like they're not supposed to go out no more, mm. which is crazy to me. Cause in Charlotte, I don't care how old you is, it's somewhere, it's something you got anywhere. A, you got a, a, you got a, you got a big uh, audience in Charlotte. I see, like you got an audience out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it ain't gonna say big, cause I'm, I'm still tapping in with people. But yeah, I just, I just built some relationships. Just over the years, um, I always see you got events in Charlotte, like yeah. But that's just cause people reach out. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I start networking with people, and you know they like what I bring to the table, so they like let's work. And it just it it works from there. How do you um? And I I don't think you necessarily have to compete or anything like that. But like, how do you kind of um, distinguish yourself from other artists on 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 any on any level, whether it's music? Be yourself. Be most people don't be themselves. Most people be who they think the world wants them to be. Most people don't honestly be who they really are. When it comes to their music, they get on there and rap about a million different. Us sing about all kind of stuff they think people like. Rather than being who they are. Oh yeah, you said that uh, you had a great take on the uh, podcast that I shot a couple weeks ago. You said that uh, to be considered a top rapper, you got to rap about some gangster shit. Don't nobody care about you having. Yeah, they don't. Right. If you look, if you most people top most people top rappers top five or whatever is gonna be Jay Z, Nas, Biggie, uh, Tupac. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't. You know, it's just now where you got your Kendricks and Coles and stuff like that. But before that. mm-mm. You and you've had great rappers. There's been a lot of great lyricists over the years, but they just don't fit into that mold. Do you like Tyler Quali? Mm, I kind of feel some kind of way. Kind of, I don't know. As a rapper, like, wait, wait, I used to like him as a wrong. Kanye dissed him. I'm, I'm trying to think about. I'm thinking about people that always bigged him up. But you mm-hmm. can't, you can't take Kanye serious with nothing he says. Oh, okay. He, he's using <laughs> us again. Gotcha. You're real critical about Kanye because <laughs> you know what it is. It's two things. It's is is no, it's not album. that album trash too. I think how they was picking that album up on that album. That album is trash. Yes, it's trash. That album is trash. But you gave us 
college dropout, late registration, graduation, beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's four solid classic hip hop albums. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was, I think a combination of losing your mother, not taking your medicine, and you feeding it to the industry stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I know Kanye isn't who he appears to be. Kanye don't produce his own music. Kanye produces like Dre, where you work with a bunch of other producers and you come in and say, okay, change this, change that. I'm going to give you a production credit. So that's why the music don't sound like it used to. That's why people say, I miss the old Kanye, because Kanye's not making his own beats no more. And it's been that way for a very long time. But I also understand that he like he manipulates. He manipulates a lot of situations and stuff like that. But, you know, that's just that's just that's me personally. I just I used to love Kanye, but sound like he let you down, man. I'm sorry. He did, bro. He really did. Yeah, there's some hurt in that. Because it's almost it's it's matter of fact. They usually say how sometimes you meet your favorite rapper and then they let you down because you realize they ain't who they really. Yeah, that's, that's a saying. That's what they're saying. Don't yeah. meet the superheroes. Not saying yeah. you look them like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. I remember when I was young when I seen Bow Wow was shorter than me. I oh was my sad. god, I knew some. Bow Wow shorter than you, bro. Yeah, my mama took me to see Bow Wow. He was shorter than me, and I was short. I was like five two. You know, I was in eighth grade. I was five two. He was hey, shorter man, than me. Y'all leave, y'all leave Shad Moss alone. I ain't gonna get into why you was eighth grade going to see Bow Wow, but that's funny though. That's funny though. <laughs> well, I was in seventh grade. I was nah. about to go to eighth grade. Nah, you was thirteen. I was fucking with you. Nah, I was a Bow Wow fan. I ain't gonna flex to nobody. Yeah. I get on this mic nah. and say this every time, and you crack the same joke. Nah, you gotta be yourself. Ain't no wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, most like I said, most people they be they be who they think the world want them to be. And that's that's why we have the artists that we got a lot a lot of times. Mm. It's a perfect time for your CD question. Yeah, I know. Uh, I kind of had got the vibes. You was like, yeah, that's a black question. I nah, don't really want to no, talk no, about no, that. No, 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 because no, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. I just didn't want to do it in the beginning. I wanted to. I want to get a builder, like you know, yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we just gotta <laughs> throw it right in there <laughs> because man, they ain't want me to ask at the beginning. What? I wanted it to be the uh, you know the the, uh, the catcher like, for the I'm interview. Like, I'm like, damn, yeah. slow down, my nigga was going. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> slow roll this. Let's talk about it later. Hey, look, nigga, halfway through his notes, like, <laughs> like, you three minutes in, he halfway through. Chill, chill. That was at the beginning of my notes. Maybe you see, bro, he be dissing the hell out my notes, bro, yeah. and I got good notes. Yeah, two more lines after that. Like, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> I'm, Bruh, trying to, but, I'm trying to stretch the work. You know what I'm talking about? Oh man, <laughs> all my notes was 15 minutes apiece. All right. Anyway, man, let's get into the. Uh, um, so, uh, you started doing music early on, right? Right. You started. See, he, he always want to clown and shit, bro. right? You started doing music early on, but you also used to sell records, right? Yeah. And um, how did you get into that selling records? So really, like, you know what I mean, in the summertime, just trying to find something to do, you know what I'm saying, between school and just whatever. And I lived by the record shop that sit up on uh, Deansbridge Road. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a job there. And um, I was just working in, in the spot, you know what I mean? And over time, I continued to work there when they changed management and stuff like that. But, up, you know, the thing that's funny is that my mother would always be like, you ain't supposed to be up there on that corner because, you know, it was a lot of other activity going on too. But um, uh, one day uh, a guy came in to buy some music and he was looking a little funny. And then me, the guy who owned the store, Henry, and another guy was there. And um, 
he was like, man, how I get to Fort Gordon? And I'm like, you on Deansbridge Road asking how to get to Fort Gordon. That don't make no sense to me. So I didn't say nothing to the man. But they told him, man, key ride, you know, you run right into the gate, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody was like, hey, man, we got that new Jeezy and that new Jay-Z. So he bought two CDs and left. So they left, ran some errands. So probably about an hour later, a guy was in there looking through the mixtape book. The door busted open and the police came rushing in there. And like they was, you know what I mean, like some of a movie. So I'm thinking they coming to get Buddy. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, hey, you know, he got something going on. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> but they came around the counter and put that warrant on the table. I was like, oh. And yeah, it 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 turned into a mess. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, the owner came back, you know, because somebody called him and said, hey, man, the police in your shop. And uh, when they came back, you know, we put him in cuffs. They they put they locked us up for criminal reproduction of recorded material. Up until the, yeah, up until this point, we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like mixtapes. It's like a mixtapes has been around forever. You know what I'm saying? Every DJ was doing mixtapes. You had record labels where they had uh, what they call street promo, street teams or whatever. When the new joints come out, they bring them to the DJs. The DJs gonna have the new music. But because during that time, LimeWire was prominent, a lot of piracy was going on, the higher-ups was like, oh, no, nah, we getting everybody. We didn't know what was going on. We was like, well, you know, what's the problem? And that was in, like, November, and then I think that January, either January or February is when they got DJ Drama, and they, they raided him. They raided a lot of shops in Atlanta, too, a lot of spots. So um, that was kind of like, the end of the mixtape world, you know what I'm saying, as you know it, and then it became an internet thing or whatever. But it was a very, very profitable time. We was probably one of maybe two spots, maybe two or three spots in Augusta that was selling mixtapes. With some of the other spots used to come buy wholesale from us because me and my other partner, we was making our own mixtapes at one time. The first mixtape we did was we did like a Best of Pastor Troy and another some joint, but we put all them joints together and was booming. Like, money was good back then. I missed them days. <laughs> I'm for real. Because you people buy mixtape, uh, mix CDs for like $15. So, I don't know. I guess I'm going to ask the question. What happened like afterwards? Like Nothing. Oh, just. We went, so uh, we went to court. Um, and really, what it was was it's basically like private investigators are coming in these different markets because they was hitting the flea market and other places too. And, you know, they'll, they'll meet up with law enforcement, say, hey, we're here, you know, to see some uh, criminal re uh, recorded material. So they'll get the support of the uh, police. They find the locations. The, the trick was to buy the CD. Once they buy the CD, take it back to the police. They come back with the police and shut everything down. They tried to do like a $100,000 restitution, but the judge was like, you took all their music. How are they going to pay you that money? And he was like, nah, y'all got to show proof of how. Honestly... They probably, probably the first half of my graphic design career is in federal custody. Because back then, you know, you didn't have, like, uh, external hard drives. Mm -hmm. so a lot of stuff. So a lot of data and stuff like that, like photo shoots, graphics, all that. All that was in on, them, on my old CDs and there. Yeah, I know it had to be a killer. It did. A lot of the old music, like when we was kids, me and my partner was kids, you know, we were doing music and stuff back then. All that stuff gone. They got all the. They ain't even. They never gave it back. 
That's one of my biggest fears, but one of them hard drives crashing and you can't get nothing off of it. Because I done been with some of my partners that, that did music when I was young, mm-hmm. and they lost them hard drives. Yeah. Like we'll take a flight somewhere, they get drunk and leave a hard drive somewhere in Miami. Yeah, nah, we'll yeah I done lost some hard drives. I lost plenty of hard drives over the years, but yeah, that was that was a situation. But yeah, from that, you know, uh, it had two years of like, uh, what was it? Um, Community service. And after that, it was a wrap. Same <laughs> thing happened to drama. Yeah, they did the same thing to drama. All that over some community they, service. They, but with drama, they see they bank accounts, everything, and then the same way it just disappeared. Nothing happened. Nobody it's, got it's a phase. Yeah, it's, yeah, it? they wanted to just mess with everybody. And yeah, I think it was like I said. I think it was the higher ups. It was just like, hey man, we losing money. You know what I'm saying? And. Maybe maybe they saw this internet thing, you know, taking yeah. a toll to say so yeah. we can can for Yeah. But we know. weren't using the internet. Yeah, y'all cutting y'all, y'all messing their money up though. Anything they, they could Yeah, yeah. We weren't we weren't even using the internet. Like we were buying mixtapes from DJ Drama, DJ Screen, Techniques, all these guys that's prominent right now. They're not even you know, they not they really more like executives now, but right. we were buying mixtapes from all of them. But, but um, let me I guess let me ask you, um, because you mentioned it and uh, it's in the notes too, but you mentioned it. Um, you said you, the first one y'all made was the best of Pastor Troy. Mm-hmm. How many songs is on there? Like sixteen. <laughs> nah, nah. What's up with that question? <laughs> like like sixteen joints. You no, know, I'm not. From, I'm not from down here, so like I never saw the fascination with it. But I'm, I'm about to find out with him. You know. What okay. okay, I got you. Um, so I guess tell me a little, and I guess our Augusta history of you can give us like what's what's the history of Pastor Troy? I hear different things. I've heard. People get mad because he's not from here, and he's supposed to be from here, or he's from here. And I don't <laughs> yeah. know the whole thing. I know he got a song called Vice Versa that's supposed to be really, really good. <laughs> Ain't no playing GSM. Is that him? Or that, no? Yeah, that's, yeah. His, okay. that's his record. Yeah. So, a lot of a lot of people in Augusta be having these weird ass riffs about Pastor and they, Troy and, and, and Young all Jeezy from hearsay. So, so somebody who's out who was in that era that can vividly S- give us some history. So it's two different sides. Which even recently I've discovered some new information, but we'll, that's something else. But the main thing was Troy went to school here. Troy went to Payne College. Okay. Not not Glen Hills, not Josie, not nah, Laney, not no, Westside. No. Oh, so uh, he didn't grow up here? He no, went to college here? No, he went to college here. No. Just Payne? No, just Payne College. Okay. And he met some HBCU. other- you. Yep. He met some other guys doing music, which I think was Lil Pete, which is the guy that worked with him. And Lil Pete introduced him to, I think, Red Mouth. And that's how he, that's how he became attached to Augusta. But prior mm. to that, no, he- He's from Atlanta, but he went to Payne College, and uh, you know, working first, and then working with uh, Red Mouth and them, you know, everybody from the streets that was rocking with them, everybody championed him. I think the, I think in my opinion, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying this. In my opinion, I think it's a situation where it's a lot of people that was involved in this situation who had input or had things going on. But it all fell back on Troy because it was a lot of bad business deals in the beginning. Because hmm. um, I was there when they did a guy named Saran. He was the first guy to own the record store. Saran was actually managing Troy. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Saran put him down with Gene Griffin. Gene Griffin is the guy that I discovered Teddy, Teddy Riley. Got you, got you. And I think Gene Griffin set up the deal. But it was a situation where... Troy thinking the label owe him this, this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of stuff. But for the people from Augusta, a lot of those guys invested in him, put work in between that, and a lot of it broke people apart. It mm-hmm. broke crews apart. You know what I mean? I even, like I said, I got recent phone calls, even myself, where 
certain people that, you know, grew up together don't see eye to eye because when he fell out with them, some went this way and some went that way. So naturally you have, you know, you had a tension, which I don't think the tension is as bad as it was was before because he's done shows here since then. Um, but um, it's, it's a big controversy. But he's not, no, he's not originally from Augusta, Georgia, no. Mm. Um, he went to Payne College here. And, uh, he, uh, you know what I'm saying, in his position, he kind of got his foot in the door, you know what I mean, going back to Atlanta doing his thing and, it went from there. I just think, I just think he didn't. I think some of the bad business deals and the separation between people and stuff like that has the tension. It's really more of a street thing. Yeah, it's really more. And most people don't even really know because some of the stuff that I just found out recently, I did not know. Um, I just think it's more of it's more of that, and people just know hear of things, so they just keep. Could it have been something where, like, you know, people did see him in his early stages. They mm-hmm. see him in Augusta, so mm-hmm. they're thinking he's from Augusta. Yeah, it's there. It's, it's some of that. He claimed Atlanta. It's like, whoa, but I seen you yeah, on Dean Bridge or something people, like that. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah, no. Nah, it, it, it's that, but I think it's more personal things more than anything. That As, a, as an artist, though, like, how do you feel about him, like, far as, like, what influence do you think he brings to the Rap game, whether it's Atlanta or just Southern music, custom music, I don't know. I think it's Southern music more than anything. Um, I think he has a stronger influence on Southern music. I'm not going to say Augusta because Augusta has a sound. Um, the only thing I tell people about the original Augusta sound, in my opinion, a lot of the guys that came along like a little before him around that time, they were really street dudes. Mm. And the majority of them either did some – Heavy prison time, or either uh, a couple of them died. Right. Um, you know, even before, like, I want to say Millionaires and Players was before Pastor Troy. But, like, back then, like, franchise, they had the city on smash. It was it was, it was was crazy. Because at the record shop, they'll bring, say, like, they'll do a party. Say, like, the day, say it's a Sunday, they'll bring flyers on, like, that Monday. And by, like, Friday night, you have six, seven hundred people in the club. With, with no, they from here. Yeah, they from here. You said no, their name was what? Franchise. Millionaires and players. Oh, millionaires so that players. so that it was franchise records. The groups were millionaires and players, which is V Tech and Wolf. Um, you had shout out V Tech. Yeah, shout out V Tech. <laughs> uh, you had uh, verbal abusers, which is Double O, Minotti, uh, Buck T, um, Two Eleven. Um, I'm missing somebody too. And I know you're probably gonna call and cuss me out, but it's cool. And then you had Illegal Soldiers, which is Mr. Hill and Maniac, which rest recipes Maniac, Maniac passed away uh last year. But that that crew right there, like, they was it was popping. Like they was to, that was the first time I saw hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like you had some Miami bass groups from here, but hip hop wise, that was the first like collective. I was really popping. And you're saying that, but these dudes are actually street dudes. Yeah. yeah. That's probably different from today's music then. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, they no, nah, they were exactly who they say they were on record. You know what I'm saying? And it was just a situation where, you know, like I said, some of them did time, some of them did prison time. We had a, a couple of people that passed away. And then this was before social media. So right, right, right. There's no kind of documentation. Like, they got old albums I wish I could go find. I got a couple of their old albums in my own collection but you know what I mean uh, that was like the first time that was like 
I want to say about a year or two before Troy. You know taking them had a number two song on um, VT Uncut. Which one was? I'm trying to think what record that was. So this this person he he's he he be Augusta a lot too. So who Tech? Yeah, Tech's yeah. around. Should have more. Tech like Augusta legend. We yeah, have, yeah, we should have had him on. Yeah, I like history, but I also like you know I, you know I'm fat. I like people that actually you know about what they talk about. It's kind of yeah. hard to find that these days. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can, now that's the funny thing. Back then, when you was a local, if you was a local artist, it was respected. I think, that's, but I, and I think that's not even just more Augusta thing. I think in general, it's, it is. I don't think back in the day you couldn't be a local artist. And like, if you was, if you wasn't what you said you was, like they weren't messing with you. you bro, it what? cost too much money back then to do it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> did, bro. One thing I know for sure, there's not one artist in the city right now. That had the kind of the kind of influence and buzz that that those artists he just named did. Especially, I remember when I first moved here, Pimpzilla had shit on Smash. Yeah, like everywhere you went, it was Pimpzilla this, Pimpzilla mm-hmm. that. It's not it's not like that no more. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, like people like flying and itchy, you know they popping out here, but not like how Pimpzilla was. <laughs> but I think it's well one, you didn't have as many artists back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a it was a small community. You knew everybody. Even if you didn't personally have a number, you knew who that person was. If you saw them out in the street, you knew who it was. Now everybody doing music. And I guess, everybody. But it kind of yeah. go back to what he was saying too. And another podcast you brought his point up about how you know people like when you're a street artist and third, like a lot of local artists that that are street that really are street. Those usually the ones that's like. They get the praise, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or they get the support. Mainly because they can back themselves because they're really out here you're doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. One. But to be honest with you, like for on local level, nobody really wants to hear somebody that sound like J. Cole until he's J. Cole. Yeah, that, that's you know true. what I'm saying? That's true. Like, no disrespect. And I'm not saying I, I like it. And but then, like how I just had and that. And they label that artist lame too. I don't, I don't no, like I, that time. I, I don't say that. everybody, but it's they, they not they not as talented artists. No, but I'm gonna tell you the problem. No, but I'm telling you the problem. The problem is I challenge you, whoever that is, tell me how they promote themselves. True. Okay. True. I can't argue that. I guarantee I guarantee you the promotion and the marketing is off. See, when you in the streets is different. Mm-hmm. Your reputation follows you when you're in the streets. So if you add music into that, along with the flair and everything else, of course, you ain't got to put as much work into it. But if you like a J. Cole or somebody who's different and you're building something that's don't that really don't exist, you being who you are, you have to advertise. Where your flyers? Mm-hmm. What kind of promo are you doing? You buying ads? You doing anything? You know what I'm saying? You doing what? What are you doing to put yourself in front of the people? And that's what. I think that's the difference for me because I'm not a street artist, but I advertise and I market and I try to do as much as I can like to put into that part because I know you got to have that. If you don't have that, they don't know. What's your marketing uh, strategy when you go into things? Like you had a record with uh, Pastor Troy. How did you go about marketing that record? So with that record, honestly, it so really the, the funny thing about that record, it just came about. It was it almost, it really, it really fell in my lap. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, Bizzo, my producer Bizzo was in a beat battle. That was one of the beats, but it was almost like he was competing and he was dominating. But every time he would win, they would say, "We well, can't use samples, or you can't use crunk music, or you can't use this." And I'm like, "Bro, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all really trying to rig the battle? Like, come on now, this is a producer battle. Like you making it seem like he did not make the beat. Yeah. So I bought the beat from him, and I had the beat honestly probably like." Almost a year. And I was just riding and I started mumbling 
the chorus of the song I'm a God, the original version. And I was like, oh, this this would be dope to kind of put a crunk spin on it. So when I did it, he was like, you know you got to get on the song. I'm like, what? He was like, man, you got to hit Troy. I said, well, we'll see. So I hit him on Instagram. He sent me his number. Told him I got a record. You know, check it out. Let me know if you rock with it. Send him the record. He said, I got you. Talk to business. The next day, he sent the verse back. And it just happened that way. Because that's really not, if you look at the other music I've done, that's different from what I normally right, do. Right, right. I got some other things that's coming that I'm going to use to kind of push it as well, too. But the whole purpose of the song, the original song, was really just something for people to embrace with the climate we were dealing with within the black community. Something that wasn't so negative, that was more empowering versus it being a wolves me type situation. So that's where that came from. Um, I did not really, with the pandemic and stuff, it's kind of like limited what you could do with it, which I'm still doing stuff. We got a show coming next week. I got some stuff at the top of the year that I'm going to do because what I found when I released the record, I use um, Spotify for artists and stuff in different apps. So they tell you who's listening. And it's a ton of uh, gyms and fitness places that are bumping this record. So I got a campaign we'll start at the top of the year where it's going to be an I'm a God challenge. So, you know what I mean? It'll be like some kind of cash prize or whatever the case may be. But that's really how you have to do it. You got to figure out who likes what you like. So once I saw that's what it is, and I know some people who got gyms. Matter of fact, shout out to uh, Abaya Williams. He got a kickboxing gym. He just posted a video training to the record. So I'm like, that's what we need to do. All right, that's dope. Yeah. Make a TikTok. Yeah. That's what they got to do now. They'll do it. Oh, he got a TikTok that's popping already, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He be on there making uh, cocktails and wings. I be seeing, yeah, I be, that's why you're right. I do be seeing his, I be seeing his story. I watch his story a lot. He yeah, be having oh. a story. <laughs> Everything he do be like, man, cinematic, though. Like, yeah. TikTok, like a movie. Man, I do that with my Yo, phone. My man be in the window like, <laughs> Yeah, pop the new album, man. To go back to like, what you got going on, man? What's nah, you gotta on? watch his lives, bro. His lives, he be on there, he be, <laughs> bro. He just be popping this shit, chilling. Like, yeah, man, what y'all got going on today? I mean, that's that's <laughs> all people want to do. They want to communicate. So I just say, cool. Oh, so I did. Want, I did a question from the past that I wanted to ask you. Nothing major, but last year around this time, I think too. Last year, um, what was that? What's that place? All the vegans be eating it. Uh, Humanitary. No. Yes, but no. Yes. Slutty vegan. Yes, mm-hmm. he, made, he vegan. made a post or something. He was like, "Oh, I forgot about that." Yeah, he made a post slash great post, a post slash commercial. You know? Great post. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, "It was good people." You know what I'm saying? Support your own. You know what I'm saying? F slutty vegan. He didn't say all that, but right. that's that's kind of that's yeah, kind of yeah, basically what, did. That's kind of no, no, I did not say that. No, not, not Actually, what he not, said not was, "Y'all coons be going to slutty vegan, but you won't go to humanitarian." <laughs> yeah, yeah. he, he did it. He did it and posted a picture at humanitarian. I was like, "Yo, this guy's funny." Like that, that was that was golden. He's like, "I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna give me humanitarian." Today. Man, I'm just being honest. Um, what most people don't understand that I get is that if you do not support what you have at the crib, you're never gonna have nothing. You know what I'm saying? I granted, yes. Shout out to the Baruda and Denise. I know them personally, so I, I I've seen when they had the smaller space to when they're in the space at now to the concept before and everything that goes into it. It is, it's, it's, it's a lot of thought put into it, and people embrace it. But my issue is, why would you wait till someone else come to your town and support them before the people that are where you live? The people They employ the people that live in your neighborhood. They employ, you know what I'm saying? They, 
They do stuff for the community. They do a ton of youth events or whatever for kids just to support the community. Why would I I take all my money and give it to someone else who's just going to take that money and go back to where they're going and pay their taxes in another town? Mm. It's nothing against Slutty Vegan. They... It's, it's great. But at the same time, I'm not going to act like I don't have somebody right here who's doing everything that they're doing. The food is good. It's nothing wrong with it. A lot of times people just can't get beyond this is not meat. You know what I'm saying? This is a wheat product or, you know what I'm saying, vegetable-based. Yeah, but it's just, my thing is, it's a slap in the face. Because, knock on wood, if humanity closed tomorrow, we're going to have all the wars, me, and we're going to be crying and, oh, man, we do but what did you do when they were here? You know what I'm saying? If you say, you know what, once a month, if everybody in this community said once a month I'm going to buy, I'm going to spend my money with a black-owned establishment, they'll never go out of business. Mm. If everybody said once a month, just think about how many people here, if everybody said once a month I'm going to go to 209 or whoever the case may be and I'm going to spend my money there, they'll never go out of business. I want to say, I want to say, when you when you posted, I, I told anybody I was talking to that I, de- I definitely agree with what you were saying mm-hmm. I thought only, only on the flip side I was just only thing I said on the flip side was for if like I know a few vegans right and mm-hmm. they wanted to go but they eat, they eat at elementary all the time mm-hmm. so I can understand them wanting to try something cause yeah they but because the, they don't they don't travel to Atlanta right but the vast majority of them people out there don't eat exactly. vegan that, that line was ridiculous <laughs> yeah was ridiculous. I know people that ain't that many vegans but right me, but for me if I'm elementary I'm not gonna lie I'm setting up a truck right next to it because that line too long Come over here, cause somebody's somebody gonna want to come over there. Yeah, I mean, I but that's, that's they if they, sold out. I heard. Yeah, they did, but that's but that's only if you are prepared. You right, know what I mean? Right, if you right, got a food right. truck and you got, you know, what I mean, the, the staff to deal with that. But uh, my only thing is, like, half of those people aren't vegan. They went just because it's just say it's slutty vegan. They sat in line for two and a half hours for you food. A slutty burger. Yeah, if you know they got mean? some, cause some of them didn't yeah. get it. Someone once it got to a certain line, I think they told him, "Hey, if you beyond this person, we got." I ain't gonna lie, it tripped me out the shit that black people line up for. It do. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's 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 marketing. That's that's the name of the game right now. It is marketing. I got a taste of that by doing trap and paint. Because when trap and paint hit, it caught fire, and it was it was insane. When the next one. So let me know before you put the fly out so I can get I need a hood right sell So Trap and Paint is not the same in what like Trap and Paint came along and the owner uh had some personal issues, some lawsuits, some baby mama drama, and it's kind of separated. So now you have a bunch of different crews that are doing their own thing. Which I wanna do some events. I still want to bring that back to Augusta, but the trap and paint as it was originally don't really exist no more. Oh man, I'm trying to Yeah. No, I mean right. it's a lot of people doing those events, but not like that. Like when I tell you, like, you put tickets on sale at nine o'clock, nine ten, they sold out. We were doing like two and three shows in one day. Damn. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then it went viral. Like it went it went viral from Humanity. We did one in Humanity. When my when I do events, I try to do like a recap to thank people like the next day. So it was like a Sunday, and I put it up about 12 noon. And I was in the country with family and stuff like that. And I got a text, and they was like, boy, you on the shade room. I'm like, I'm on the shade room. I'm getting nervous, like, because I know what the shade room represents. <laughs> Why am I on the shade room? And I was trying to open Instagram, but it wouldn't open because it was locked. And they put the video that I posted up, and it went viral from there. 
Yo, that's what's up. Yeah, like it, it went viral, and then they had a whole tour with the Shade Room, and they did they toured the whole country. Like it, the money that came in from that event is crazy, but differences amongst the the, the creators and stuff like that. Me, we asked this question. I, I, I it's on me. I should ask. I should ask this sooner. But like, what like what all hats do you wear? Because you do a lot of stuff. You, you make. I so, don't say you make flies. It's probably a better word. Man, I'm the use. fly man. You okay. said man. You, got, you kept man. saying something about like design, art. Type. It sounded very graphic designer. Yeah, that sounded better than you make okay. flies. Okay, so. I'm yeah. the flyer man. But no, uh, flyer, man. I'm a freelance freelance graphic designer. So basically, you self-employed. You're a contractor. So you know, for people who want signs, logos, whatever, I create all of they that. They told me you uh, you, you charge most in Augusta. That's what they told me the other day. Somebody told me that other day. <laughs> I get. I guess. I mean, if that's, they, they, that's they, said, they said they said it's worth it though. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I treat people how I want to be treated. Um, the same way, like, if I if I contact somebody for photography, he say, this is price, this is what he deliver, you got me as a customer forever. That's you know what I mean? And that's what I try to do for people. If they call me and say, hey, man, I got this clothing line on my launch, I got this, and I need X, Y, and Z, I just try to make sure they get what they can. And I study them. I study I also study the business side, you know what I mean? Like, if you contact me, I'm going to answer my phone. I'm not going to take your money and disappear. You know, if you if you call me, I'm going to make sure you get quality work. Um, I maintain a professional attitude at all times, and a lot of other people don't. Do you use templates? No. I, I heard that the other day. I heard that the other day. I literally heard that the other day. I literally heard that the other day, but I was like, Tell me to sh- t- I'm like tell them to show me a template that I did. Cause he he, he threw the freelance in there, so I wasn't sure. I, you know, but it's all. But good. the other thing is too, you also have people that copy my work. Yeah, you got people that literally, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, cause my peers sent it to me. They be like, "You didn't do this." No, I did not do that. But they literally will take my exact design and recreate it. So yeah, that's why you probably say I'm using templates because it's a handful of other people in this market that's using. My work. To, oh no! Nah, I only ask you that because most graphic designers use templates and all their stuff look the same. But church, oh, but church, you can tell that it's done from scratch. With yeah, with, no, it's done from scratch. They definitely are taking whatever I create, any type of styles, textures, or whatever. Or they definitely going to find it and recreate it. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you 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 make flyers? You yeah, um, flyers like I said, logos, uh, any type of signage. Logos. Hold on. Yeah. Why you why you a man for logos? Did he tell you the logo story? No, he ain't telling me logo story. What happened? logo story? Which one? It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got a few of them. They all bad. Nah, you talk about you talk about that picture I got there. Yeah. It wasn't a logo. No, go ahead. Tell him no. I like, like the story, please. <sighs> Man, like this stupid ass story. What so, happened? Bro, you know the people that, that, that be in the comments talking about oh, being on the picture? Oh, man, you got hustled, man. Listen, bro, listen. <laughs> so one day I was feeling myself. I just told this story two days ago. I was feeling myself one day. I had just made a whole bunch of money just just working like two, three days straight. And I was bored. I was just chilling, sitting at the computer. And somebody DM'd me. It was like, you want a cartoon picture made? And I said, how much? And they were like, $40. I said, cool. I said, I'm going to send you $25. You know, if it's great, I'm going to send you another $25. They said, bet. They said, send me the picture you want. I sent them a picture. They sent me back some bullshit. Like, you know how, I know you know this. You know how, uh iMovie or Final Cut Pro, you can go to the preset and press cartoon. That's exactly what they sent me. They sent me a screenshot from iMovie (laughs) of um, the cartoon preset and sent it to me. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And they was like, they was like, uh, 
Oh, you sent me a low quality picture. I said, bro, I took that picture. I know it wasn't no low quality picture. They were like, nah, it wasn't high resolution. I said, I said, bro, I got a thousand dollar camera. I know it's a high resolution picture. What are you talking about? And then he was like, okay, you gonna send the the, um, the um, other half of the money? I said, what? <laughs> I said, is you serious? He was like, yeah, you gonna send it or not? I was like, bro, wow. absolutely not. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is you talking about? I was like, you don't take them twenty five dollars and go on with your day. Nah, they yeah, they be scamming, man. Um, I actually got a dude, and he's in um, I think Belgium. I got him to do the logo for the podcast I got coming up where he did a sketch or whatever, but he does it from scratch. Like he does like t-shirts for like Killer Mike. He done done like stuff for uh, Dame Dash, but he's strong on that. But yeah, when it comes to a lot of those things, those people, like I said, it's just like the internet. They realize they can get some money for free. Like they scamming though. Yeah, a sketch, man. If you paying anything less than you pay anything less, hundred dollars is the low end. You pay anything less than that, it's definitely a scam. It's definitely not real, because the process that it takes to create that, nah. Unless you got somebody who just feel like they out of college and they just like, I got some free time, cool. But mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, that definitely was a hustle. Yeah, he, he knew better than that, man. <laughs> Shot, bro, shot I was just bored. Man. I ain't had shit else to do. You was mad though, cause you called me. Bro, look at this. <laughs> oh yeah, I was mad for a second. I was only mad because they asked for the other half of the money. <laughs> That's the only reason I was mad. Yeah, I was like, still, dang, you think I'm that green? Some at twenty five. Yeah, I know, right? You got that though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you think I'm that green, bro? God damn. Hey, it's man. a lot of people that are, bro. It's a lot of people that are. It's sad. So. uh so and then make music also. Yeah, create I'm a music artist and an event planner. So all right, so I know they gave you the name art, but you don't actually sell paintings and all like that, right? No. Okay. No. I just want to make sure art no. dealers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, let me make sure. But you did mention the podcast. So mm-hmm. Like that's some that's something you got coming up. Uh, yeah. What, what's the idea behind doing one of those? Um, what made you want to do that, and what it's going to be about? Um, honestly, I just I wanted a platform to be able to speak kind of like what y'all doing. But what I wanted to do was to um, connect with people who view things the way I do. I think everybody, I think when it comes to the podcast community, I think people represent a certain walk of life, mm-hmm. certain uh, mindset or whatever. And that's what I wanted to create. And uh, I had people ask me about it. And like I've had other people that came to me about partnering, but you know, back and forth. Maybe they don't know if they want to do it. So I was like, man, you just got to do it yourself, bro. So that, that's that's the game, motto. Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You said what? I said my motto: do it yourself. Man. Yeah. yeah. So um, definitely want to be high, uh, highlight a lot of the events, the people that come to the events, the poets, the performers, a lot of the creatives that I deal with, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's dope. I will say, like, with you throwing events and. Once you start the game, I know you're gonna do it. Once you start the game, the traction through your podcast and stuff, mm-hmm. it's a dope way to promote yourself. Anyway, mm-hmm. like having your having your own platform. Like, just imagine if you had a, a video coming out or like a, a, a skit, you could just promote it on your own podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already got listeners anyway. So, like, while well, I got the attention, hey, just dropping too. It's mm-hmm. me. Yep. And all while still, you know, cross promoting mm-hmm. and marketing other podcasts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, I think that's dope, though. Yeah, yeah. Now we and then you know just even like the drinks and stuff like that. I just really I was trying to find content to put on TikTok, and I did a drink. You, have a, you gonna have a drink segment on your podcast? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm working on getting the certification and everything for that, as well as a bartender. So 
Bust. Let me hook you up with one. Um, you got somebody? Cooks. <laughs> Who? Shout out to Cooks, man. Cooks, cooks man. Cooks, nah, I ain't, oh, I oh never mind. He I said no. Nah, cooks crazy, bro. <laughs> He's crazy. Cook, cook, cook around Mike. He's like, hold on, wait. He's crazy. How much money you make, girl? He, 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 he good people, bro, but he is thrown for real. You got three kids. You ain't married. Shut up. Yeah. Take this drink. Chill out. Shout out Cooks, man. Yeah. Cooks looked out for me last night on the drinks, man. I ain't trying to get him yeah. fired, but. What the out. hell? Like, <laughs> you know what that is? Too late for that one. Shout out to Brandon. I'm editing that part out. Cut that part out. I don't like him. Thanks, bro. But yeah. That's funny. Y'all made it worse, too. I mean, you you made it worse. Yeah, how you said it. You were just like, yo, I'm like, what's going on? You can't put my real name on now. That's only one cook, man. Trust me. Everybody know. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows. That nigga nigga Big King asked Cooks last night (laughs) if he was an escort. Oh said, man, nigga, what? That nigga Big King was like, I'm just saying, bro. Like, why you dressed like that? <laughs> that? Nigga was like, bro, what you mean? Why I'm dressed like this? He was like, you know, you dress like you a bad bitch or something. Like, Yo, it's for escort. Wow, bro. Yo, King is funny. Wow, <laughs> bro. We be having cooks rolling, bro. He just be laughing. We just be saying goofy shit to him. That's my nah, nigga. Cooks are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good cool. I, I, yeah, he cool. He cool. I like him. It's based off a question that we asked before, though. I think we had X. Uh, you just said her name, and I forgot her name. I forgot her name. I'm not even gonna try to think of it. Mm. All right. I know. <laughs> I can't remember, bro. Something Lewis. Oh, Latasha Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's basically based off that question. How much does a logo cost? It depends on what you put into it. So you got logos where. So sometimes you have what they call type text-based logos, which, you know, like Coca-Cola. Um, sometimes you have emblems where you got people that come in and they gonna they give you like two or three different sketches. You pick from that sketch. From that sketch, you decide, okay, we want this colors, we want this, we want this, we want the arrangement. It's a lot of different ways. Logos on the low end, probably like about 100 on a high end, man. It can be, that logo right there probably ran about $60,000 if I'm not mistaken. Right yeah. Wait a minute. Is that that's um that's the old yes, GRU? Yeah, Augusta. that was sixty. I, I think that was sixty grand. Wow. Because mm-hmm. they published that in the um, Metro Spirit about how much money was paid to re uh, redo. So the logo cost sixty grand. Bro, that one is that one the A and then like the little bell. So I not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. All all three of them was like I think between signage and all they spent a hundred grand. Yeah, I'm in the wrong profession. Right. Yeah, it's 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 listen, it's a couple uh design firms here that's getting major money. Oh, right. They change the name again? Yeah, bet. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but they published they published the articles talking about that and um I think it was the Metro Spirit seeing how much money they spent for that. So Oh, the question that we asked Latasha though was was what's a logo? Oh, okay. It wasn't no, how I'm much? No, I'm saying, I want to ask him that, too. Like, oh, okay. What's a logo? I mean, I might, everybody had different things. She said something different. So to me, a logo is a uh, signature. It's no different than your, your John Hancock. It mm-hmm. represents your brand. A lot of times, people try to put, and I get a lot of that, where they want, you know, somebody might be doing hair, wants, you know, shears, and they want blow dryers and all that, which, honestly, that's not, that's a graphic. That's not a yes, logo. thank you. 
Say that one more time for the it's people. It's a graphic. It's not a logo. I get a lot of people that want that. And I understand you see a lot of it. And just like I said, with technology, you got people just like the uh, cartoonists that come along and say, hey, I got logo $25. And they go on the internet and they paste a bunch of stuff together and boom. But your logo is a signature of your brand. Um, shout out to Carlson Clay. I just redid uh, the VPM logo. And he wanted a more corporate look. And he gave me the color scheme that he wanted. He told me some of the concepts that he wanted into it. And I just build from there. And then, you know, we change, adjust, and then he's going to have a signature. So when you see that little signature, you know that's him. That's all it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. How many colors be, is it? Uh, it's two colors. It's two okay. colors. It's like a deep blue and like a, a grayish look. It's dope. I ain't going to lie. I, I'm excited because it has a real clean uh, professional look to it. And that's what you really want when you're creating logos. My own logo is a spinoff of um, the Coca-Cola. The only thing is I use the circle, but my text inside is different. I use like an older style text. But that's all your logo's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be all this other stuff. It's not. But a lot of times people see stuff on the internet and other people say, well, that's a logo. And I honestly know that's not a logo. I had a kid get mad at me one time. I think he was like 17 or 18 years old and he sent me his logo mm-hmm. and uh he wanted a thousand rolling trays with the logo on it and i was telling him i was like oh but he didn't want it done with uh whatchamacallism he wanted vinyl he specifically wanted vinyl and i was like i ain't trying to like be rude but that's not a logo and you can't make that with 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 vinyl and he mm-hmm. was like why not i was like bruh it's a picture of a tire burning out with fire and money everywhere that's not a logo <laughs> that's a graphic it's a cute graphic that was made with photoshop you right know what I'm and it's a place for all of those different things but you that your when you say your logo your logo should be record uh uh should be visible whether it's something huge or whether it's really really small it you, you should not have to have all these other pieces because when people see it, when they see that damn arch from McDonald's, that's all they know. They don't see Hamburglar. They don't see Ronald McDonald and all the other mm-hmm. stuff. You know by seeing that emblem, that's what that is. And that's how your logo is supposed to be. But So if I have a logo and I pay $50 for it, is it a logo? No. Because I guarantee it? you, is you don't got no vector format. You're not able to print it on a large format. You're not able to apply it to other mediums without somebody going in, cutting it, cleaning it up remasking it and all that I guarantee you don't have none of that that's the debate I get into with Wayne about all the time because Wayne basically told me straight up like you can't come to him and get no work done for nothing less than like a thousand dollars what logo yeah logo work um I forgot what and else. then it depends because just depending on what people want some people your logo may you your a logo may go through four five six sometimes ten different phases Mm-hmm. So it's not that people are just charge you astronomical amounts of money just for no reason. Is that it's hours and hours and hours upon going on in it. Versus if you say, "Hey man, I'm opening a car wash. This is what you put on the fly. Cool, that's easy. A few little grammatical edits done. When a logo, you may say, "Nah, bro, we want to see what it look like in this. Want to see? So it's prices for that. And a lot of times when people come to me, I got a price that. You know, will fit probably anybody. Then I got the other price, and you got some people that say, "Nah, I need to see three different looks with three different color schemes, and we gonna put." And it's no problem, but that you're not gonna get that for no uh, hundred dollars. Mm. That ain't gonna. That, nah, that, that ain't how we rock it. 
So you might be right. I don't know, man. Might be a thousand. Nah, it's, it might be a little it, stack now. Thousand is not that's hey. not that's not that high. Man, you know y'all New York niggas. You know how y'all is. Especially so up there. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk to him about logos no more because he Where was he mad from? as hell. He got mad? <laughs> yeah, he was mad as hell and be yelling at the bar and shit. He, had, like, he from bro. New York? Yeah, he from New York. Yeah, depending on who you rub your elbows with, man. Well, he, uh, I think he's staying like Virginia Beach. Yeah, but like especially if he dealing with anybody on the corporate side who really, really do that. Man, no. Uh, you ain't getting that. Man's money. Stop playing my man's. <laughs> it wasn't even about I just no told money. You what, I just told you what they paid for that. My man, your yeah, man's sixty stack, grand. Man. That's a lot. That make that thousand dollars he was talking about sound like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, know? you yo, got. Yo, shout out to Wayne, man. He apologized, man. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, you. You, you apologize. Oh no, oh no, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> you no, I don't. He made you apologize. Yeah, I won that argument. Where's Jay Prince, man? We gonna, we gonna get this on video, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. I won that argument, man. Shout out to Wayne, though, man. Yeah. But um, it's one more thing I wanted to ask you about too. Mm-hmm. Unless Wayne has something else, but um, how you feel about standard industry contracts? What you mean? How I feel about them? Would you sign one? Like the standard industry contract, like fourteen percent uh, royalties. Hundred thousand dollar advance, three it, album deals. It depends. It depends on where I'm at. It depends on if that situation is gonna be better for me than what I got going right now. See, sometimes people don't understand. We hear this theory that you know, when it comes to the music business, that oh, they getting the money, they doing this. Man, these people is putting up thousands and sometimes millions of dollars behind these artists. Where they supposed to get their money back from? <laughs> like, come on, like, let's be real. If I told Do you, you know how hard it is explaining to people that don't think outside the box. No, you at this point, the average artist probably ain't don't. They probably get if they get any kind of royalty money, it may it may be because of streaming. It may be a few hundred dollars because streams are so cheap. So you're not really seeing no major money. The major money right now is going to be in your shows. So if you ain't getting paid for shows, you ain't getting no money. So if somebody come to you and say, look, I'm going to pay you. We're going to give you $100,000. We want three albums from you. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to give you 14%. That's better than what you got going on right now. For sure. Because th- ask yourself, will you make, make $100,000 off your next three albums? I can probably count on one hand the artists in this town that got potential to get that, get that kind of money. And the majority of them don't. That they're going to lie to you because social media going to allow people to act like they're doing something that they ain't. Man, please. No. It's 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 business. Because on top of the $100,000, who else giving you $100,000 to do what you do? Now, if you're doing your own thing and you like a Toby Weekway and you got a community. Mm-hmm. And let's just say you got, let's say you got maybe 10 markets you work out of. And any of those markets, you can go there at any given time and do a show and put 500 people in the building. You got a little leverage to work with because 500 people in the building at $20 a head, you getting about 10 bands a show, you know what I'm saying? 10 different markets, you making your 100000 You don't need a label. But the majority of the artists coming out of this market ain't doing it like that. They performing and they opening up for other people. But they're not getting that kind of. I'm not getting that kind. Of, I ain't getting no hundred bands. Not like that off no music. Now yeah. everything else I put into it between merch and all of that. Yeah, you can get some money off of. But to say I'm making a hundred thousand dollars off my music, no, they lying. 
I think I like I the think, honesty there. That was that was amazing. Yeah, a lot of artists don't know though. You go into these to these uh, music exec offices with zero leverage and think you about to get a two million dollar deal. Like, I got but a homeboy who think he worth two million dollars. But it, you're not even <laughs> listen. You're not even. They're not even going in nobody's office. Yeah. Because you know what people are doing now. What people are doing now is, and I'm finna go and let the cat out the bag. They're getting with record label employees or execs, and they're charging people. And give me fifteen hundred dollars. I guarantee you, an interview with such a thing. You gonna go in there? They gonna play your music, and you gonna say, oh, "Okay, that's what's up." Boom, 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 boom. And then you gonna go about your business, and that's all that's gonna happen. But they gonna <laughs> that's they gonna so shiesty, they gonna put on social media. Boy, I'm in here chilling in Sony. Okay, let's see what happened after that. Because <laughs> I know he's telling the truth because I done seen right, it too many right. times. Right. But I listen. Our empire, huh? Our empire. Yeah. And then some of them, they, you have to pay them for the deals. You know what I mean? Most of the time, artists who 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 record labels are looking for, you already got traction. So you're right. You don't. You shouldn't. You should just tough it out and keep doing what you're doing. Most of those who got that kind of traction, yeah, they're not going to be taking those deals because they're getting that money like that. But um, the majority of them, nah, bro. Ain't nobody inviting them. Record labels don't even exist the way that people make it seem like they do. I need to work for a record label. And I then, right now. Yeah. Everybody had 1500 for an <laughs> And everybody doing it. Like, everybody's doing music reviews. music. <laughs> everybody doing music reviews. And I'm like, what kind of musical background you got to be telling somebody to review on their music? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the game is a hustle right now. It's, it's a total hustle, but... I've seen that. I've seen what people like, you can pay or submit and um, submit... Your music and pay, and that person to do it. I guess he'll, I guess because they got a, a, a audience. Mind you, you don't know what audience they got. They just got an audience. It's a number of top, so or five thousand people watching. You don't know where the people from, if they even speak English. Nothing. They playing music. Oh, this is dope. This is dope. You, they didn't ran up, ran up for the money. They're playing music. Some people yeah. gusted that do that hustle. I've seen people do it. Oh, you, oh, you mean? Oh, I see. I, I, I need to talk about yeah. You, yeah, you, nah, you. there's plenty of people. <laughs> but but I challenge you if some, if you're gonna pay somebody <laughs> to review your music. <laughs> Tell me what their resume is. If you say Chuck T out of out of Charlotte doing your music review, of course. So so how you feel about people that that put on these showcases and promise the artists that <laughs> hey you can meet Boosie if you win this showcase, but the showcase costs twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, it's it's Boosie gonna get some money on the back end. You don't feel bad for the artists though, because they ain't about to do nothing for them. Oh, if they my peers, I tell them. I done saved some of my peers from that. Okay. If they tell me, hey, bro, we doing, Mm-mm, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just go to the show. You might be Boosie anyway. Nah, Boosie's not even going to be at the show. <laughs> nah. He's not going to be at the bro. show. That's He's crazy. not. He's not even going to be at the show. I was with an artist before, and um, he basically paid to do a performance to see Boosie, and Boosie was there for like two seconds. But not even that. You got some of them where you pay the money, and whoever wins gets a chance to see Boosie. <laughs> it's not even guaranteed. Nah, nah it's a chance. It's a chance you might be able to see Boosie. That's crazy. But nah, bro, it's, it's all a hustle, bro. We need to hit that scam. Yeah, I about to say, let's start. Let's run a club. Man, let's <laughs> you know I'm, 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 we doing it every every day, man. So it's gonna be a new thing. Come on, man. man nah, man. We'll see one day. You get a chance to have day. dinner with Maine and be his prom date. Hey, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> man, what you good, got man. going on, bro? Just chilling, podcasting, working, you know. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, dude, nah, we, we, 
<laughs> we brought up that problem, boy. You, you, you dodged that question real quick. Nah. He dodged it in again. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. Somebody look. Prom, somebody check for you. Nah, they, they always talk about your prom though. They give you a good, good praise. See how he's yeah. talking about the prom? Oh, he good. He is not going to answer nah, the questions. Nah, they give a good praise. Like they say it's a good event. I seen pictures from it. Look dope. <laughs> Looks look, look like a fun place to be. Nah, well, why so, don't you go? Why is it, so, man, you're not, like that, you're not come, you ain't got to dance. You ain't come to the prom. Probably not. I ain't go to mine, bro. That's why you're supposed to go. Nah, nah. You you're grown to, now. You're supposed to go if you want to relive that. I don't have a, nah, no. No, you're supposed to go that as an adult. Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to get my. I'm not going to look flicked. I'm. I know how to dress now. I'm an adult. I can drink. I can meet people. We can have a good time and go home. I don't feel awkward. That do sound. That sounds fire. And you still not going? <laughs> <laughs> I go to support like for real. Like if I was really talking to my for real, for real, yeah, I do. But you gonna take a date? I mean, uh, bro, no, I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to know. tell. Listen, it be so many I, I women. You that, don't need a date. Yeah, I, mm. I think. See, if I if I want if I want to talk to nobody, then I I'll go just show up. You know, cause, mm-hmm. you know, you could probably go home or something anyway. But like, I don't know. You know, tell them. Man. I don't go to club either. So that's a whole. You know. No. But that's the purpose of going to the prom because you don't deal with it. No, I go there, man. You got a DJ booth. Go yeah, you gonna send the DJ booth? Yo. Oh, okay, that's you, what's up. You gonna do the chicken noodle soup? Hell yeah, with the soda on the side, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm like, that's a good question. For that's funny as hell. Yeah. That's funny. That was funny as hell. Cause yeah. I just watched Pat Poole's interview on DJ Flat. I don't know why I thought Pat Poole's not even song, but it's just funny. Yeah, that's, that's a wild crazy. time of music too. Yeah. But nah, nah, it's crazy that niggas in New York still doing that shit. They do a lot of wild dances, man. New York is a crazy place. <laughs> it's a crazy. That's place. where you from? Yeah, originally, yeah, from Brooklyn. You said Harlem? No, Brooklyn. I'm playing. Come on. How aggressive they be for no reason. Oh, Yonkers, huh? Nah, I'm from Brooklyn. Come on, stop playing, man. You know, the best places to be from. Man. Oh, I heard Yonkers was. Nah, RP DMX, though, but no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You got anything else for the art dealer, man? Nah, I think I, I think I did a good job at asking my questions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, answering your questions. Nah, I'm playing. Nah, slim, slim, slim. You always joke like that, though, for real. Nah, this is uh-huh. dope. I like I liked it. Like every question to me, I think it was it was it was good perspective. And um, I think a lot of time when I'm seeing interviews, like when I I've seen a few of yours too, um, it's just different questions. Sometimes I, it's like a certain thing I want to know. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I think when you watch interviews. Sometimes you watch an interview with people that, that don't necessarily interview like that. They just do it because that's that's the content they're making, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I really we really pride ourselves on asking certain questions. You know what I'm saying? That's what's so that's, um, that's why I'm joking on his list sometimes because mm-hmm. we pride ourselves on it. But like we we how we how we go, the product we came up with today, it don't it don't it don't mirror the list. You know, okay. Yeah. So. Man, my list, my list was <laughs> yeah. five, bro. Yeah. I'm not about to sit here let him shit on my list. Off again. You just ain't know. Yeah, it. bro. I'm not. I'm not about to let him shit on my list. But one more question I did miss though when you was talking about the Pastor Troy thing mm-hmm. is Young Jeezy from Augusta. No, man. <laughs> no, Jeezy. Why do people man. be saying that then? I think his dad uh, from here. Yeah, taught at Glen Hills or something. Now nah, he's not even from. I think he taught at Glen Hills because yeah. if you if people are fans of Jeezy, you know Jeezy grew up kind of all over Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Which honestly, a lot of people do. Like, you know what I mean? Depending on, like, if you in the streets like that, you know, some people go live with their grandparents because they didn't got in trouble or go stay with this uncle or whatever the case may be. But nah, that's why a lot of times I think he claims Georgia versus a certain town because in different parts of his life, he stayed in different places, which it's a lot of people that, that do that. Like, you know what I mean? Do you think Jeezy going to be on the BMF show? No, man. Are you crazy? <laughs> 50, listen, 50 is. 50 is evil, bro. 50 is not going to let that happen. He's not going to let that happen. 
I don't see it. If he do it, it's gonna be the trolling. He gonna make him try to make him look fun, corny. Y'all seen that Jeezy dancing to the Hennessy video? Uh-uh. I did see that video. I was that's like, not Jeezy. I don't think. I don't bro. think that's Jeezy. It look, like, it look a lot like that's him. That's wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, doing some wild dancing type stuff. Yeah. Um, the last question because I've been wanting to ask you this. No one minds, but I'm asking anyway. I don't, I'm not selfish. Mm. Uh, what does Augusta mean to you? Home. It's home. It's like you know what I mean. When you come back. When I like if I like coming back from Charlotte or whatever, when I pat when I cross over that bridge, like it's, it's nostalgic. Because when you come here, you know what I mean, the everything that made or every I think other people agree, everything that made me who I am came from this market. You know what I'm saying? My experiences, you know what I mean, like the history, like riding past certain places and realizing, you know, where it came from, how it changed, what it's like now, you know what I mean? So it's always home. A lot of people, you know, some people aren't as prideful. Um, I am because, like I said, it made me who I am. Like I didn't, I didn't get this from nowhere else. That's dope, man. I like that. Could it be worse, man. You could be from. Well, yeah, you could be from wherever, bro. You could be from Yonkers. I couldn't. <laughs> and lastly, before we close out, I the acting be. on BMF is horrible. Yo, what's up with you? No, not. Why? Why? <laughs> what? Yo, he had the problem being. What is wrong with like, BMF? It's a good the show. acting is horrible, dog. Well, look, he's just not killing I like, it. I like this character. He's what is not wrong? killing it, bro. What's wrong with Lil Meech? You know, I'm going to tell you what it is. You probably never even seen Big Meech talk. I mean, I seen the videos just like everybody else seen the videos. I seen him walking around with all the niggas talking about, oh, oh. Um, so how could you tell a man that you that raised you, you don't know? Like that's like, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's not portraying his dad. Well, I'm just saying there's some scenes where it's like, bro, what's so give me a little bit more emphasis. Be honest with you, when you said that, I thought I thought you could have been talking about some other characters. Cause I, I did see a, in today's episode, I seen a few you no know, glitches. Well, there. that was just to like reel you in. Like mm. his sister, she's horrible. I'm sorry, I hate to talk about kids, but his sister's horrible. She ain't you know trained what I'm saying? His brother, his brother, all right. His brother yeah, do all right. Yeah, his brother's yeah. a real actor. It's a, I like there's me, a couple though. people that's I doing real be. good, but it's also some people that's doing horrible. Only thing, only thing that's funny to me, like when he make that face, like he can make it. It's one face. He, like every time <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. I like it yeah. though. Like I feel like he's embodying that. Oh, you know old girl, saying? old girl doing a horrible job too. Who the thick rapper? Cash. Yeah. Well, you true. Yeah, he wildin' cause she she, she, she doing I'm good. I'm sorry. Nah, see, I don't want to spoil it for nobody. Nah, I'm gonna spoil it anyway. Yeah. What? When, when Buddy beat her up? What's wrong with you? Why? Why, why you beat that part up, man? What, when what? Buddy beat her up, it's like, bro, what the hell? What? What is she doing? That was wrong. What's she supposed to do, no, bro? It's like. She Bruh, not, well, she they not, just they don't be selling me, bro. She not acting like a battered, bruised woman. Or something? But she like, wasn't. She I'm gonna was tell like, you, no, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what happened. A lot of times when people have like she's a rapper. Uh huh. If she wasn't a rapper, nobody would say that. Ding you ding think ding. So? I know that I, because people. I mean, just, I don't know. And to be, she, and to be got, honest with but, you, if the story wasn't if this story wasn't about Big Meech and it was just another crime joint, everybody would love it. Yeah. Everybody would love it. It's just that. that when we, it's, it's so y'all think I'm tripping about this acting thing. You are, yeah. But I mean, you could, you could believe it. Because what's because I mean, like, I what's the name had some terrible acting. Um, um, Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you you believe Tariq? Like, no, not at all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's and he's been he has much more experiences. But uh, uh, it's like hit a miss on this show though. I like it. I, ain't gonna lie. I, I like it. It's. I mean, it's. It's cool. Like, I, and, and I'm not. And I'm not looking for like. 
Oscar-winning talent. You know what I mean? Like, it's a new show with a bunch of new actors and actresses. Well, I'm going to throw some throw under the bus. I, have, I you know, I, I gained a, a boundary respect for acting once we did the main, the, the main <laughs> way. What you don't want me to do is put that scene we got in there because it was horrible. Like, just, yeah, just, so I, yeah, I we had to, some moments. You yeah, know what? Yeah, definitely. Forget I said that. Yeah, and and I'm about to go delete that post. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody watch that show and be like, no, nigga, Hold you on. trash. Hold on. <laughs> nigga, you trash. Nah, but yeah. That, but yeah, I, I mean, because half of the hood movies that we like were god awful. Yeah. And you're talking, you're talking to somebody who, like, I like YouTube series and they be hard. Yeah, I mean, I like, like yeah. But you, but you knew what it represents. And it's, and it's the story. It with you, the story like is that, authentic. So you got the most you overrated like, movie of all time. You out of pocket. You said what? He's out of pocket. Hey, you got to focus off. Time. Yeah, it's time to go yeah, for it. He out of pocket. Yeah, it's time to go. Oh, I know you're not talking about my takes. What you mean? That pod y'all did last week. There was some hot, horrible takes. What? <laughs> What's going on? Hold on, we're going to talk about our mic, bro. Let's get up out of here, man. I'm about All to right, tell them uh, Art dealer, dope, dope episode, man. Um, tell them everything you got going on. Like, plug your uh, stuff. I uh, got new music coming top of the year. Mahogany Lounge, Prom Night Augusta. See you there. It's fifth annual. Um, Hosted by Maine. Hosted Maine. by Maine. There we go. Maine hey, will be hey, in the hey, building. Hey. Ladies, Maine will be in the building. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh, he'll, be doing, he'll be doing interviews Let me keep it cool I'm interviewing um, for everything Interviewing for everything Yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who this nigga think he is yeah. Hey man um, Yeah new music coming I got a couple new singles coming We're definitely working on an album Cause I, Some of my homies Been on my head About doing another album But yeah that's about it bro Yo, this was dope, man. Thank you. you. When the album come out, I'm gonna make sure Slim do a review. He loved doing um the album reviews. That'll work. So we're gonna make him, you know, be excited for yours too, not mm-hmm. just true. So, all right, we out, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <it's> just, wow. <laughs> not just true.